Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us for another episode. As you probably know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we review a listener-submitted minute of content from a TV show, movie, or something else on the internet. John, what are we looking at today? Today we're discussing a clip titled, It's Beyond My Control, a clip from Dangerous Liaisons, submitted by Katie Jane. Excellent. And this week's episode is brought to you by Dramatic Pause a pet rental service that specializes in bringing you the pet you need at the most dramatic moment. Need a dog to be the ring bearer at your wedding? A cat to save your drowning child? Or a stoat to stop your boss from reading that ill-advised email? <laughs> then try Dramatic Pause. Visit DramaticPause.com slash minute for a 10% discount today. <laughs> All right. But it's P- P-A-W-S. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Um... So, Paul, what's our level of familiarity with uh, Dangerous Liaisons here? What's your What's your level of familiarity? I've definitely never seen it, and I think I'm coming in at about zero. What about you? Um, I think I've heard of it before, but I thought it was like an action movie meets like psychological thriller. So, I mean, it could still be both of those things, but it's also apparently a costume drama. Uh. So, I don't really know. I think I, I might have gotten it mixed up with some other movie, I guess. I'm assuming it seems pretty likely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. Well, a quick introduction to the scene then. According to the YouTube video description, this is the heartbreaking scene where Valmont dumps Madame de Torvel. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but these two people are in a very fancy, let's say, 1860s very continental room Mm -hmm. and they have a discussion he shoves her and then sort of picks her up by her hair and that's pretty much when the clip ends yeah um so i think moving forward paul we're gonna have to do a script read because otherwise the audience isn't going to know what's happening you know to date we've received a lot of complaints about that so i think it's a good good policy yeah no i i feel like we need to paint this word picture here for them Okay. Well, would you prefer to play Madame or Valmont? Uh, I'll, I'll play. I'll play Madame. I want to. Right. Let's uh, <laughs> I wanna... see how this goes. Yeah. All right. Ah! Liar! <laughs> You're quite right. I am a liar, and it's like your fidelity—a fact of life. No more. Less irritating. Certainly beyond my control. Stop it. Don't keep saying that. Yargo! Sorry. Beyond my control. Why don't you take another lover? (laughs) Whatever you like, it's beyond my control. Do you want to kill me? Listen. Listen to me. You've given me great pleasure, but I simply can't bring myself to regret leaving you. It's the way of the world. Quite beyond my control. See. Okay. <laughs> I, I liked how for her scream you did a um, wor- sort of word for word re- recreated what I wrote, wrote in the script. <laughs> yeah. Yar- Yaragu. Yaragu. 
Well, I mean, you can't put it there, Paul. And uh, confession, Paul, I did not watch the clip. I just went off of whatever you wrote here. No. <laughs> Yargu. Yargu. You know? No, this is Sometimes a weird clip. Just... This is a weird clip. It, It is. It's kind of unpleasant also. It's very, very violent. Uh, yeah, but also, yeah. I don't know. It, it's strange at how constrained the violence is. Like, at no point in time, like, like it feels like the the physical violence is made worse by the obvious psychological violence that's going on here. Mm -hmm. And instead of it being like, just like, oh, I'm in fear for this woman's life. It's rather like, I'm afraid that this woman is trapped here uh, by this man. You know, I think it's true. And he does a good job apparently of trapping her considering how many things are beyond his control. Yeah. I mean, counting all these things her fidelity or infidelity i'm not sure about that yeah. whether or not he's a liar his shoving her whether or not she takes another lover i mean all of these things are outside of his control and he seems pretty in control considering yeah yeah i think it's uh yeah i'm not i'm not really sure what kind of like literary device or or something like that that would be like the idea that the character doesn't believe that their actions are their own i don't know it's a it's a weird scene um is there anything that you noticed about like the uh like the background or the 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 costuming or something like that paul well two things about the uh well one about the background and one about the costuming mm -hmm. starting with the background did you see the what's, uh, what's i'm sure a family portrait in the back right of the shot <laughs> so i did see it but i I, I don't know what you're about to ask, because, like, I, I saw it and was like, yep, painting. So what, what well, is it, Paul? It reminds me of other, you know, paintings I've seen from this era that are so just astoundingly dark. Oh. And, like, you can hardly see anything other than the face, which I know is a choice for, you know, lighting and the way you're showing the character. But to me, kind of seems also like lazy painting. <laughs> right? It's like, no, everything's dark. There's only light in this one area. I'm an artist. I'm like, well, no, maybe you're also just lazy. Paul, you can't, you can't just, you can't just call out our, our spot like that. You can't just, uh, <laughs> blow up our spot like that. Uh, I think I might've done, uh, the, uh, the contrast is obviously a very purposeful choice by the artist and, uh, I, and, and yeah, and it's not laziness at all, but maybe it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is. Um, and what about the costumes, Paul? What, what you... Well, uh, I wanted to talk about the wig that um, Vamont's wearing very briefly. <laughs> because he has, like, the pointiest wig that you've ever seen. It comes to this widow's peak, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it seems to be, to me, like, uh, about an inch lower than where his hairline should be. And also, so damn pointy. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean... Whenever I see John Malkovich with hair in general, by the way, Valmont or whatever this guy's name is, uh, is played by John Malkovich. Um, whenever I see him with hair, it is like 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 any sort of like obvious wig, especially. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's always sort of left with like, oh yeah, that's John Malkovich plus hair. It's fine. So I I didn't even think about the fact that he's wearing a wig the entire time because it's just like yeah no John Malkovich wears hair it's fine it's normal. Well, but also because it's a costume drama and a period piece, I'm assuming uh, him wearing the wig is clearly supposed to be at least I would think a manufactured wig on yeah. top of that. No, that's so, true. Like, 
is this a legitimate style that you would have a wig that comes to a point? Is it like a, a cultural thing, do you think? I, I'm i assuming that whoever paid money for all of these sets and costumes or whatever had some sort of, like, historical, like, costumer consultant or something. At least, right? Uh, then again... I'm also ignorant as hell on the on the era. Like the the closest thing to like an actual like art history background I have for this area. I I went to school for art, by the way. So uh, is like a, a material cultures class, and that is the only class I ever got a D in in my entire life. So uh, mm. so yeah. So obviously know a great deal about like Baroque France. Um, Do you think it's France? I'm fairly certain it's France. Uh, I mean, I it could that. be it could be a very very posh like English place, but like uh, France was kind of the the it the it place at the time. No, it's true. I was thinking England probably though because they're not speaking French at oh. all. Yeah, I guess it's true. Uh, not to say they couldn't just be speaking English in a movie set in France. I mean, but I mean, listeners would never send us a minute. <laughs> that we couldn't read, right? Or <laughs> comprehend. <laughs> would be a first, that's definitely true. Yeah, definitely. Huh. Didn't happen like episode three with the Chinese drama. <laughs> no. All right, John. Well, one of the things I mentioned as my uh, quick summary of things he can't control or that are outside of his control mm-hmm. is her either fidelity or infidelity. And I think this is a pivotal distinction we have to make here. Is he saying that her infidelity is uh, annoying to him, or her fidelity is? I don't know. Because he does say another lover, so that implies infidelity, right? It uh, does, but I'm pretty sure he says fidelity He does say fidelity, clip. he does. Because uh, I, I also, I also like, paid close attention to what he was saying, because it was really the, the, the closest thing to real, like, solid ground that we could stand on here. Uh, mm-hmm. And... He does say it's your fidelity, a fact of life. Uh, so I, I think what it might be is maybe fidelity means something different at this period of time. Like not necessarily like fidelity as in like uh, like sexual fidelity, but rather like just simply being staying married, being married. Because if this is in France, then it would be illegal. Uh, I don't. I don't think it would be legal to divorce. Or to leave him. That's probably true. I was thinking about it slightly differently in that describing her fidelity, uh, you could still say she's being unfaithful and that's just like her level of fidelity. So maybe. I don't know. You could also be right, though. No, in any case, it's a little bit unclear. It's a little unclear, so I think it's going to shape our. (laughs) Come uh, explore words with us and their meanings. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, The only other thing that I actually have here, John, which. It's weird to say because the costuming's pretty dramatic, as is the actual set, so we could talk about that more, but it kind of looks like what you'd expect in a period piece. Yeah. Is that the shove... So he shoves her onto the bed mm-hmm. where she says, uh, was it Yaradu? Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't appear to be a proportional response to what she says. Yeah. So she says, stop it, and whispers, don't keep saying that, and then is thrown across the room. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's... um. That's that's one of the things. Like shoving people in general is is a no, right, Paul? 
true. Okay, and then, <laughs> but I always feel like if there was ever a time I'd shove somebody, I feel like mm. these movies aren't getting that right. Because this isn't the first time we've seen people, like, throw each other across the room just because they walked into a room, or because they're there, or because they said something quietly and are disproportionately reacting to that. Uh, and I feel like it has something to do with, like, if you're a, if you're the type of character who's going to throw someone across the room, it is most likely an overreaction to something that either nobody did or something that the person who you threw across the room might have done. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I just said anything. But you said a lot. I don't know if it meant anything. Yeah, but it basically it means like th- there there seems to be a trend in a lot of these dramas of throwing people across the room for nothing. That's definitely true. Well, I guess it just goes to really reinforce the fact that he's probably a bad guy in the movie. Oh well, I mean it We're is probably it is John subtle Malkovich. clues, <laughs> right? Subtle clues that we might not be uh, supposed to like him. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, like uh, it, it's funny because. Even if you try and cast John Malkovich as a good guy and you're trying to subvert that, you still know immediately, oh, this is good guy John Malkovich. <laughs> like, right, you're never right. like, hmm, hmm, I wonder. I wonder if that John Malkovich character is going to turn out to be a bad guy. You, you know. You know from the beginning. Which helps. It helps to ground the story from the start. Yeah. Granted, who knows? Maybe he turns around, they fall in love with this creepy, abusive... Never mind. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Let's not. I feel like we should talk a little bit more about the fact that he picks her up by her hair. Yeah, which is very dramatic at the end of the scene. Which also I'm not really begs sure. the question: Why isn't she wearing a wig? Did women wear wigs as well as men? I'm pretty sure wigs were definitely a thing. I don't know, Does Paul. That... We are definitely in my like blind spot of my art history understanding. Well, that, that's fair. I mean, as I understand it, wigs were pinned onto your actual hair with, well, I mean, not bobby pins, but, you know, but something somewhat similar. Variety. I guess it's so true. So I wonder, it would still hurt. Could, could that be strong enough that you could be picked up by it? Yeah. Or if it's like, yeah. No, I, there's multiple ways that it could be attached to your head that would be less than desirable to be picked up from your wig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that really sucks. Um... So, do you have any more observations, or do you want to move into uh, our theories? I think we might need to move into theories. We're clearly both a little awkward about this clip, because it's of a woman being abused, and I kind of don't want to talk about it yeah. more. All right, let's, let's jump into theories, then. I guess I can, I can go first. I think how we got here, uh, this is a movie about the semi-abusive or absolutely abusive relationship between these two English aristocrats. He thinks she's been cheating on him, but she actually hasn't been, which leads to this breakup. The aftermath, I hope, is that she kills him by stabbing him multiple times, but I don't think she will. I think instead she's probably trapped in a sort of loveless marriage, a real two-bedroom scenario, although maybe all marriages in 1850s France or England were a two-bedroom scenario. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I hope he gets stabbed. That's my main thing. Yeah. All right. What do you think? I think that this is I think this is a French drama. Uh we're at the uh the breaking point of French Revolution. And ah. uh this woman is stuck in a 
a horrible position. Uh, she's she's uh, basically been married off to this wealthy man who abuses her and does not love her. So mm-hmm. uh, she ends up disguising herself to escape, only to uh, sort of find uh, revolutionaries that she uh, gets in with, and then decides to go back in uh, to her her abusive life just so that she can acquire more information from her elite maybe militaristic uh husband ah, and double so, agency yeah, yeah exactly so she's there uh you know with with him gathering information thus dangerous liaisons and then uh at the end she leaves uh revolution starts and uh he ends up beheaded but because of sort of a mix-up and because, like, her compatriots, she was secret on purpose. Her compatriots were not there when uh, the proletariat, or I don't know, I don't know what words, <laughs> words to use there, the, the mm-hmm. citizens of France, let's say, rise up and also uh, bring her to the guillotine as well. So she it ends up a tragedy, but still, she gets, she gets the freedom of France. Well, yours sounds equally plausible as a movie and definitely less boring and focused on this abusive relationship than, than mine would be. John, can we recommend either of these movies? Eh. <laughs> I mean, like, I want I want to see, like, a cool spy thriller set mm-hmm. in, in uh, you know, revolutionary France, but uh, it still wouldn't be my thing. Like, like it's still, like, abusive relationships yeah. aren't my thing. Uh, a woman being just constantly in danger just because of her sexuality at a particular point in time in which that would be a vulnerable position to be in doesn't seem like my thing. On the other hand, if you have a real penchant for pointy wigs, then <laughs> this might be the film for you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is something good in the film that I just don't, like, but, like, from this narrow clip, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. What about you, Paul? I don't know if I would. I mean, I feel like this is a really famous film, and it is probably actually good, but this clip has stressed me out, kind of. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, I guess it's what, you know, that's what the danger, the risk of taking something out of context is, is that we remove it from, you know, the actual art of whatever it is <laughs> that, that it's supposed to be. So I don't know. So, uh, John, are you saying this podcast is the real Dangerous Liaison? <laughs> yes, well... <laughs> if, uh yeah is that our new tagline like two episodes before we quit <laughs> <laughs> well maybe the real dangerous liaison well on that excellent note let's uh let's call this an episode john all right for the listeners episode, at home paul a that's the end of the podcast yep <laughs> Yep, right there. Yeah. Right. Well, don't forget to check out our other podcast, though. It's called Plug In Missing, and it's a journey through some of the greatest Flash animation cartoons of the early 2000s. A lot of fun. Season 1 was on Homestar Runner. Season 2 is on Muffin Films. If you want to support this podcast, you can always review us on iTunes, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Uh, if you have a minute you want to submit, definitely check out our website, theminutepodcast.com slash contact, and you can use that form to send us whatever you want, or just tweet at us at... Minute Pod on Twitter, find us on Facebook, email us on the Minute Podcast at gmail.com. There's a lot of content here, as always, hosted by Paul Reberg and John Ward, produced by John Ward, theme music by Paul Reberg, and until next week. Uh stay fresh. Stay fresh, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Holy crap. <laughs>
You made it to the end, we'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast. (laughs) Stay fresh. (laughs) All right.